All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Marketing Like a Mother, a podcast made for mompreneurs by mompreneurs. Each week, we are diving into mom-approved business and marketing strategies to help you grow a profitable and family-friendly business. Today, I am your co-host, Olivia Radcliffe, and I am here with Michelle Povac. And we are jumping on here today to talk with you a little bit about um, tools to use in your business. So Michelle and I were just talking about how nowadays there are so many different tool options and a lot of them are, are, are pretty cheap. Some of them are on the more expensive side, but it can be very quick to load up your tool plate and then realize that you're spending a fortune on a million different tools. So we want to talk about what we use, what has worked for us, what we haven't liked um, <laughs> in, in a very nice, friendly way. And uh, yeah, Michelle, do you want to jump in? And Yeah. So tools and tech as a web designer is obviously pretty close to my heart. And I love kind of tinkering in the latest and the greatest tools and I've been guilty of maybe signing up for a few too many <laughs> um, <laughs> because I have that kind of natural interest in sort of all these different gadgets and tools and tech but I actually take a very different approach when working with my clients and the advice I usually give is like let's figure out the minimum viable tech to bring mm -hmm. the business or the website to life and I do believe that and I do try and hold myself to that standard it's not always easy because I get some shiny object syndrome mm -hmm. problems going on but in general I think there's been sort of three or four really core foundational products that have helped me run my business and I wouldn't trade them for the world mm -hmm. I'm sure Olivia feels the same um, it's sort of the tech suite that you when you've got the right one when you've got the the tool that works with your business what you're trying to achieve and then works with your brain it can be a really, really huge asset and you lean into everything it can offer. So the first one is like really simple, Google, Gmail, G Suite. Everything in that sort of Google Suite family has been foundational to my business, not just like Gmail itself, but running things off of Google Sheets and Google um, pages. I write my blog posts on Google Docs. I actually have a couple of my digital products housed on the Sheets and the Docs themselves. Um, a lot of the notes I take for myself, the way I've kind of organized my systems and my assets for my business is all very tied to that system. And I spend you know, pennies for what I'm actually getting out of that. So I think that was a very foundational investment in my business. And I'd been using Google sort of systems before my business and never had really paid for it. And I'm so glad that I did take the jump and invest in the premium plan because I have now a branded email which obviously looks really polished and great but also makes all the integrations with sort of the website PC or domain a whole bunch easier um, and it's also allowed me to have a little bit more storage space which <laughs> someone who collects heavy files um, that's definitely a big plus. Um, the other sort of two main tools that I use day in, day out. Obviously, like I'm a Squarespace designer. I love Squarespace. <laughs> and I do really use my Squarespace account pretty thoroughly. So I have obviously my website on there, which has my blog posts, which has my now podcast episodes, um, all of my offers. I really try and build out any, any assets for my business 
as a page on my website. So obviously I've got landing pages from my freebies. I've got a bunch of like informational things for clients on there. Um, and then I lent into some of the other things that Squarespace offers as well, like the schedule, scheduling that is now Squarespace Scheduling. Um, I've toyed with their email marketing system. I ended up finding it a little less robust than what I wanted for my business. So I moved on to ConvertKit, but I still think it's a really great starting point. Um, and that, yeah, Squarespace is obviously pretty key. And then I needed some system to brain dump everything to do in my business. And I tried all of them. Like I tried Asana and Trello. I've tried notebooks. I have like 50 notebooks and I couldn't quite find something that worked with my brain. Um, I even tried putting just like things to do on my calendar and that was a disaster. I ended up with <laughs> way too many things to do each day. Um, and then I found ClickUp, which I really like. It's a free tool for the most part. I don't need the pro account to get everything I want. And what ClickUp really does for me is it lets me dump all my ideas and organize them in any view that makes sense for my brain. So I have a calendar view, which tells me what to do every day. I have list views for my blog posts. I have, um, I think it's Kyojam boards, the ones like Trello, um, oh, yeah. to organize like content ideas and product ideas. And just there's something about it that really clicks in my brain. And I now have built out systems to onboard my clients using it and have all of their sort of to-dos and their assets housed in ClickUp too. So those are like the three core tools that run my business. I have probably another 10 or so <laughs> that I, I honestly could get rid of and still run 95% of the business. There's just sort of the other little things that save me time or energy, but those ones are like where the business lives. How about you, Olivia? <laughs> uh, well, first I'm going to agree with you wholeheartedly on, on Google. Mm -hmm. um, it, from being able to share Google Drive folders and docs and things like that and collaborate with people on the document itself. It just, it's been so easy. It's such, it's such an easy thing. And the fact that it integrates with all the other um, Google products just makes it even easier, right? Um, my, one of my big things though, that I have not been able to live without is Calendly or some mm. of a call scheduling system. Um, so early on, I used to try to, you know, go back and forth with people over um, when they could get on my calendar. And I was talking to so many people that it just, it was a mess. It was a nightmare. You know, I'd schedule someone for 10 a.m. on Tuesday. And then the next person who had, I'd suggested 10 a.m. but hadn't heard back from them for a few days would come back and say, all right, 10 a.m. on Tuesday. And <laughs> it just, it was a nightmare. Mm -hmm. um, and so I quickly found Calendly and started using it. And I, they have that when I was using it, I haven't confirmed this, but I believe they still have a free version mm -hmm. that you can use. And that's what I used for the longest time. Um, it's just the free version. Yeah. And um, I have upgraded since then so that I could utilize the having it automatically send my Zoom link whenever anyone anyone scheduled. So I didn't have to worry about whether or not they actually got the link to the meeting. Um, 
So the next thing that I absolutely love is Canva. And I think that's probably on most entrepreneurs lists, right? Um, but I, I, I love Canva. I love Canva for putting together social media posts. I love it for um, presentations. You know, I love their presentation mode where you can have like if you're if you're presenting live or something, you can share one screen and then read your notes off the other. Um, makes it really really easy, and um, and I think it's pretty straightforward. Just their editing, how you can go in and make these amazing graphics just by dragging and dropping and playing with different colors and overlays. But um. So I think the next thing on my list is StreamYard. So StreamYard is a streaming platform, lets you stream to um, to different platforms, different social media platforms. If they do have a free version and then they have the upgraded version, which lets you stream to multiple platforms at one time, So I can go live once and stick it in my free group, my personal page, my YouTube, you know, um, it really saves a lot of time that way. But my biggest, most favorite feature about it is the um, is the fact that you can with the paid version, you can uh stream a pre-recorded video. So, you know, we are recording this um, in Zoom right now. We're recording the video as well as the audio. So if I wanted to, could download this and stream this live onto my Facebook page um, and it comes across as live. So it really helps the Google Google, Facebook algorithm (laughs) a bit. And also if it's something where I'm throwing together a quick training or something and I don't have my team involved or can't get my assistant at the time. Um, I can go live with the training that I'm doing and then I can jump in the comments and answer questions at the same time as I'm going live, uh, which is a little meta, I guess. Um, <laughs> That's nice and tricky though. I like it. <laughs> but it it really, really works with having my toddler, you know, because mm-hmm. there's so many times I need to go live or I have these trainings and doing your workshops or something. And I don't necessarily want him involved in those. There's a lot of things he can be involved in. You know, there's a lot of things my clients actually like it when he comes to some of their calls, but there's other things that it's like, all right, mama needs to actually work and not talk about trucks at the moment. So <laughs> So that's been great. And Mm -hmm. then the last tool I will mention is not a specific tool, but it's like you said with ClickUp, it's Mm -hmm. a, an organizational tool. Um, I go back and forth between Trello and Asana and Airtable are Mm -hmm. my three big ones, depending on what project I'm working on. Um, Their different views kind of work better if I'm, you know, trying to send a bunch of stuff to, to my assistant or anything, um, or just the other team members to collaborate. It, it really, really helps to have one place to gather all of our thoughts together. Yeah. I think that is a very common experience for most businesses to like try a bunch of those brain organizing tools and kind of see what works, what doesn't, what fits with the task at hand and what fits with your brain I think one of the big things that was a 
kind of mum hack for me was figuring out a way to use the, the phone app for ClickUp or Asana or whichever in a healthy way. I don't know about you, but I, I feel like I have my best business ideas when I am not at my computer and I cannot write them down. <laughs> I'm not near a book. I'm not near anything where I can write down my ideas. And having the option to just flip open my phone, quickly write out a note and assign it to something so I can find it again has been like game changing. I think all of my blog posts from the last year have been middle of a walk with my son ideas that I just yes. jotted down <laughs> in ClickUp and I came back to them later and fleshed them out. But I think without that, I would lose so much of that kind of resting space brain waves that I've, I have for my business. And when you're not able to, like most moms, sit down for hours and hours at an end and you know, churn out work in a traditional nine to five sort of style, having that flexibility to lean into when you have ideas, lean into when you remember things and then set up systems to help you remember those things later, you know, mm -hmm. like alarms, scheduling things out, having notifications is, is my lifeline. That is my second brain. Mm -hmm. Without having those reminders, I would forget everything. <laughs> and I think scheduling has been like, a huge, huge game changer for me in keeping up with everything. As a solopreneur, I don't have an assistant. I do everything myself. And it is all because of the way I can schedule out things to remind myself in ClickUp. I schedule my emails to send in Gmail so I can have them send. Let's say I type it up on a Saturday. I can send it on a Monday so I don't set client expectations that I'm working on the weekend um, or send myself reminders, hey, I need to follow this up. I can pop that back into my inbox and remind myself that I need to follow up with the client. Um, that's been hugely helpful. And then in all of the social media stuff, just being able to schedule that out. That's something I'm currently exploring in my trying not to get too tempted with more tools <laughs> <laughs> adventure. I'm looking into more ways to sort of streamline my promotional stuff. So I always schedule blog content out really far in advance with with Squarespace that's super super easy and I schedule out all of my emails quite far in advance but I've been missing that social media piece and I've tried the built-in Facebook business manager platform which is great but it only does Facebook and Instagram and it doesn't do a Facebook page so I'm currently like shopping around for options mm -hmm. there because I do think when we are balancing a family and a business being smart with your time is super super key and picking tools that not only work for your brain and your business but also work for your schedule is really really mm. a huge consideration I think all the stuff we listed basically is like can we save time <laughs> or make the process easier that's what all those tools are for um, I'm always really passionate when people ask me about you know which platform they should use which tools they should using you know, a plugins or anything like that for their websites, like just pick the easiest, simplest tool possible that works for you that you will actually use. I think that that's sort of the through line of all the tools. I've really enjoyed all the tools I recommend to clients is how do I find the simplest solution to this? That's something I can actually upkeep because, you know, you can read all the blog articles, you can look through all the data and find the best quote unquote product out there to do something but if that doesn't work for you, if it doesn't fit your life and doesn't fit your business, it's a completely useless tool and definitely not worth yes. the effort. So I think there is a sense of knowing yourself and knowing what you're trying to achieve with it and kind of keeping that in mind as you pick the sort of tools and tech that you build your business on. Yeah, absolutely. I think 
I mean, there are so many tools out there and there's more coming on the market every <laughs> single day. Um, it can get really, really overwhelming, especially if you're naturally attracted to new shiny objects like I am. <laughs> um, you can hear of this new tool and be like, oh, that would be a that would be a game changer. That'd be amazing in my business. And then plug it in and realize that it is um something that's actually draining more of your energy and your time than helping. If a tool takes more time to upkeep than it saves, <laughs> then it's it's out. I don't, I'm done with it. Um, and I have found that there are some tools like that. Mm. And for me, the biggest thing is with all the different tools out there, it's how do they integrate with each other? Mm. Um, so I invested a little couple of years ago or something, there was um, Groove Suite came forward and said they were putting together this whole all-in-one platform. They were going to have something to rival ClickFunnels. They were going to have a webinar platform, scheduling, email, everything all in one. And they had this lifetime package, you know, invest now before all this stuff is built, you get the lifetime package. And again, I'm all about new tech. So I I was like, yes, of course, I will jump on that. I love the all in one feature. But then I realized because it was so beta, and even though it was a great idea, and at this point, I haven't been on in a minute, so it, it could all be, you know, fully functioning at the moment. Um, But when I first signed on, it was so beta. Most of it wasn't really developed yet. Nothing integrated with it. So none of my existing tools talked with their system or vice versa. And so I ended up just using other things anyways, Mm -hmm. because I needed stuff to talk to each other. I needed my call scheduling system to send people the link for the call. And I needed that to get on my calendar and in my CRM. And I, you know, I needed that to happen without me having to sit down and think about all of the dominoes I needed to get in place to make it all work. Yeah. That's that's so funny. I feel like that's a common problem I have with clients, particularly for my VIP intensives, where they're like, I've got all these things that won't talk to each other. Can you help me make this all work? And there are some great tools like Zapier, Zapier, however you want to say it, yes, yes. that can link everything together. But I do think for the most part, you're much better off just picking tools, like you said, that natively want to talk to each other first. Not only does it save you the Zapier, Zapier subscription and the extra step, but it also just kind of, as you said, makes everything a little bit easier, a little bit lighter, and you have one less thing to think about. Um, so funnily enough, uh, last week I went through and did an audit of all of my monthly and annual subscriptions for all my tools and no tech. Way. That's yeah. what I'm doing right now. I love there it. There we go. <laughs> and I was so surprised how many I had accumulated. And like, yes, I have my core few that I'm never giving up. I don't care if they increase the price. I want them. Mm-hmm. But it's so funny how those like little shiny things can kind of come up and I ended up unsubscribing from a bunch of them and haven't really noticed the difference. Yeah, yeah. Um, Either I found a workaround already because the tool wasn't really fitting what I needed or I actually didn't have the problem in the first place. And I'd sort of seen other people talking about it, got excited and I was like, I'll jump on it like Airtable. I want to love so badly and it doesn't Mm -hmm. quite work, 
for the way my brain works and the way I visually want to see things. And I wanted to use it so badly and I didn't upgrade to the paid plan. So maybe that's what it is, but I still think it's one of those, like, okay, if I just take that off the table and not using it anymore, I freed up that brain space to actually use the tools I have better and try and use them for what they are. But I, it's so funny. You're talking about that kind of all in one solution. I've been having a lot of chats recently with potential clients and people in general around this sort of is it better to pick these all-in-one solutions or is it better to try and find the individual tools for each individual task Mm -hmm. and I have some opinions I don't know if you have some opinions on that I do have opinions but I'd love to hear yours (laughs) (laughs) I I, it's so funny because I you know I'm Squarespace designer that's very much how I've branded my business and I love Squarespace for websites and I think they do that really really well as I mentioned before, like their email campaigns, they're fine when you're starting out and they're fine for something simple, but they are not nearly robust enough. And the same kind of goes for the scheduling. It was Acuity, so they ended up acquiring a different company that has figured out the scheduling really well. But previously there was the sort of half step. And I've seen in a lot of these other all-in-one companies, even things like Kajabi, where they offer email marketing and some sort of funnel stuff and websites all of that starts to be a little bit chipped away like none of that is 100% what they focused on developing what they've 100% focused on really optimizing and so yes you get all those things in a version but I feel like all the solutions I've seen like that it's always a watered down version and it's never 100% the functionality 100% the ease that you'd want from each of those individual tasks or each of those individual tools so I tend to say you know get the tool for the task it's made for and really go pretty specialized with the tool that does the thing you want it to do regardless of if it is already you know baked into something you have and like for example I already have a scheduling tool built into my client relationship management system I use 17 hats which is a quirky little system of its own. I had some issues with time zones with their schedule. I just couldn't use it. I live in France, most of my clients are overseas. It just didn't work. And sure, I could have kept using it and written emails to explain why the time zones displayed weirdly in the confirmation emails to my clients. But I was losing, you know, I was losing calls because people couldn't figure out the time zone stuff. It was so much more convenient for my business to just get a tool that's actually designed for that upfront and not have any of these issues with time zones and all of my calls have now been on time and people show up and the kind of confirmation emails all go out really smoothly so I really do think that was a lesson in okay use the tools for what they're for and and lean into what they've developed and spent their time money and energy developing properly what's your take <laughs> yeah well um I agree <laughs> a long story what short. a shock <laughs> No, it's, I, I think it's, it's like niching down, right? Mm-hmm. Would you rather, if you're having knee issues, would you rather go to a general practitioner and all in one doctor, or would you rather go to someone who specializes in knees, whatever that's called? I'm sure there's some special <laughs> name for it. Neologist. You know, in our own industries, you know, we speak to very specific audiences, right? And being able to niche down and focus on our specialties allows us to 
to talk more directly to our clients, to make that connection and to be there more to support them directly. Mm. Um, and I agree with you all in one platforms that they're very broad niches, right? Yeah. You know, They're not really specialized in any one thing. They might be good in a lot of things, but maybe they're not super great in all of them. Whereas a specialized platform made for that one thing, that is their sole focus. That is everything, all of the research they do, all the updates they do, all the innovation is focused on making that one thing better. Mm. That's going to be a really amazing platform for that one thing. Um, I will admit though, I'm going to contradict myself here a little bit. <laughs> I I did just switch my membership platform to Kajabi and because of that all-in-one aspect. So, mm-hmm. um, but what I weighed out there is I made that switch knowing full well that they're probably not going to be the best email marketing platform out there. I don't know. I haven't run the stats so far the metrics I care about are, are fine. They're good. Um, but I did that knowing that it was going to save me time in the mm-hmm. end. And that is what I cared more about at this moment in my business. You know, so I think it all comes down to, you know, really knowing yourself, knowing your business and what your strengths are and what your challenges are at any given time. And it's, going to change, you know, as you grow in your business and your family grows or everything you're doing, you know, changes what your goals are. Um, And there's no, you know, nothing you're doing is written in stone. There's nothing that says, if you start using this one tool, you have to use it for the rest of eternity. That's it. Mm -hmm. Now you can always switch things up and change them. I know full well, I have it. I have it in my plan that like, I am probably in a couple of years going to switch my email marketing outside of Kajabi. You know, that's just, um, it's written into, I I know this is how this is going to work, but at the moment it has the features I need for me right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, yeah, I think that's probably a key thing to, to keep in mind. What do you need right now while also having a bit of a mind for the future? Um, because it's not terribly trivial to switch your entire email automation platform over. Um, but knowing that you're going to do that in the future is something that makes it, um, I don't know, makes it a little more tolerable. Yeah. I don't think I've ever met an entrepreneur who has kept all of the same tools and tech their entire business journey. Like you can't because your business evolves so much. And like you're saying, you can have an eye to the future, but who knows? Like you might have a huge success with something you weren't expecting. The business takes a completely different direction. Maybe you had to completely shift your focus, your niche, whatever it is. And kind of planning for that adaptability, planning for that change, I think is the best thing you can do. And being gracious with those decisions of like, okay, this is the best for me right now. This solves the problem the best it can for me now. And hopefully, you know, in the near future, but giving yourself that sort of space to say, okay, we'll reevaluate when things have shifted. And like kind of we're both saying, there's, I think, a lot of value to taking stock of 
all those subscriptions and all those tools you've accumulated every couple months, every year, and just sort of checking in and seeing, are you using these? Are they serving you? Are they still the right tools? And, and many times I find clients come to me for their websites at that sort of same time when they're evaluating what's working for the business, what's not, what can we do to optimize? That's when, yes, we look at website design for aesthetics and conversions, but also like the tech behind it is a big deal. And it's often in those moments of reflection in either growing your business, scaling it or shifting it, that can be a really good opportunity to like start from scratch, have a look, reevaluate what tools are on the market because there's always new stuff coming up and kind of adapt and shift as needed because your business will adapt and shift anyway. Yeah, absolutely. It is. It's going to shift. It's going to change. You're going to change. Your goals are going to change. Mm-hmm. And that's not only okay, that's amazing. That's that's what's to be expected. Yeah. So if you embrace that, um, I like to say, you know, at any one given time in your business, you either have more time or more money available. And that's the biggest thing when it comes to these tools, because most of them have a free feature, you know, a mm-hmm. free version that's really, really great but there is another level that could save you even more time. So if you're just getting started in your business, um, I really recommend trying to stick with the free stuff, you know, seeing, just play around with things, see what works, see what you love, what doesn't work with your brain, what doesn't work with your business. Um, And then as you grow and you start building your business a bit more and get used to what tools actually help you, then start looking at more of the paid features and how that can save you more time so you can continue to grow and focus on what you are best at in your business. You know, instead of taking all the time to schedule the calls, you know, and send everyone the Zoom link, you can focus on your coaching or whatever it is that you specialize in. Mm. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. I, I think there's that idea of bootstrapping your business, you know, really start with your sweat equity, with your energy, your time. And then as you build up a client base or a customer base and your business starts to roll, that needs to shift at one point so that your time isn't the thing you output, but it's investment in money or in team or in you know tools and tech that do it for you. So I think that's a really good reminder that like it is okay in those early stages. In fact, it's probably best in those early stages to start with spending your time and not your money and then slowly work up to investing in the tools that will speed things up, make it easier when you know what you need and you have that certainty that the business needs those things too. Yeah. And don't be scared then at that point to actually spend the money. I will admit (laughs) I am like, I'm the most frugal person I know actually. And I, there were, there was a long period of time where I kept trying to make things work with, Mm. you know, fixing, uh, you know, kind of duct taping everything together, bootstrapping the business, you know, all these different free tools that had, I were talking to each other and it came to a point where I realized I was spending so much time every day, you know, maneuvering these tools, making sure that whatever I had configured together, whatever (laughs) Frankenstein version was, was talking to itself and like working that the cogs were all in place and it was flowing smoothly. And that's when I, I realized that, okay, now it's time to invest more of the money aspect. You know, when it takes too much of that time and my time is more valuable Mm. and then, you know, 
paying for the tools, then yeah, time to invest. Yeah. When was that for you? What was that kind of tipping moment like? Um, well, it, it was different for different tools, mm. right? Um, so the it, it really comes down to what you do in your business, what you're focusing on, how you help your clients. For me, um, the, the upgraded version of Calendly, I think that's what came first for me uh, <laughs> because that was, I, I do a lot of one-to-one work or at least I, I used to at that mm. point. Um, and having that automatic schedule with all these different automations put in and sending the Zoom link for me, that was like, that was a lifesaver because there were mm. so many meetings that I'd get to right before the one-to-one with the client and realize, oh my gosh, I didn't send out that link. Like, and then be very quickly fumbling on my phone. Like, here's the link, please still come. Like, and that's not something you want to play around with, with, mm. you know, when you're doing one-to-one work with people, it's not respectful of their time, not respectful of them and not respectful of your time. So. Yeah. And it doesn't make you feel prepared and polished yeah, and right. like you're in charge of the situation. I think there's always that sort of tentativeness early in business where you feel like you're not quite expert enough. You're not quite legit enough to be charging money for whatever it is you're doing. And I think that's where those tools can be a little bit of the boost. I think one of my very, very early investments was in my client relationship management system, which I use 17 hats. And I hummed and hard over it for so long. I was so nervous to invest in it because up until then I'd done everything myself and I just you know put the contracts through some free contract signing thing and I'd invoiced by like word docs I think it was that level and what kind of got me was the nervousness around the French bureaucratic system which is famously obnoxious (laughs) and feeling really nervous about getting all of that billing right making sure I had all of the right clauses was collecting the right information having the contract signed correctly and that anxiety I kept pulling into the client relationship itself and feeling that nervousness onboarding someone was really starting to get to me. So after I think even two clients, I was like, okay, that that needs to change. That was when I needed to invest. And probably I should have invested in a proper scheduling tool earlier on. I tried to use the scheduling thing for a while. And as I mentioned before, just wasn't working for the international time zones. Um, But I think it is also when you sense like a fumbling point in your business Mm. when you feel like you're stumbling over yourself or feeling insecure feeling kind of less professional than you want to I think that's also a really good time to take a look around and be like is this something I can do to just make me feel legit make me feel confident in charge of the situation and that's where I think there are some really fantastic tools and tech out there that can help with the logistics of your business can run sort of that piece so that you free up your mental energy and your sort of emotional space for the actual work that you're doing rather than fussing with like the back-end systems of the business. Mm -hmm. Remember, you can do anything, but you can't do everything all at once. (laughs) (laughs) Stop trying to do it. Trust some tools, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's a very good piece of advice and something we probably all need to hear multiple times throughout our entrepreneurial journey. I tell myself that frequently. I think I have it on multiples of my walls throughout my house because I will try to do everything all at once. Mm. And things yeah. don't work as well that way. I think that's a common problem for mums because we're so used to multitasking. We're so used to kind of doing it all, getting it done, 
you know, being the brain of the family in many ways, like keeping all mm-hmm. the balls in the air, it can be quite hard to relinquish that sense of control and trust a system. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like that was a big moment for me of letting go and letting my tools run on their own. Like I kept checking in to make sure the invoices were going out and the reminders were going out and that, yes, I had actually scheduled everything. It took me a minute to trust that it was all going to be okay and that they were doing their job. It was working fine. I didn't need to babysit them. I don't know if you had that experience too. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, the thing is, is tools are going to break sometimes, right? There, there are going to be some pathways that are going to, you know, not work quite as smoothly as they're supposed to. I think I had a lead magnet up once that somehow wasn't talking to my CRM. The opt-in page oh. was, it, it got disconnected somehow. I had no idea how. Someone <laughs> upgraded a system somewhere. The link broke. Um, and I didn't notice it for like six months. Mm. And I mean, that was a little bit shame on me for not going in and checking, but I don't have the time to check all this stuff. So, um, and that's, you know, that's okay. Things are going to break. Things are going to happen. You don't have to sit there and babysit it. Just maybe set up a, something on your calendar to audit everything every Mm -hmm. now and then go in and make sure your forms are working. Um, maybe once a quarter or something, depending on what the tool is and how important that is to your business. For me, this lead magnet was just one of several I had going. So uh, (laughs) it wasn't necessarily a huge deal. Um, But then I also, I also trust, you know, there's a lot of people who will reach out if something's not working Mm -hmm. and they'll tell me, Hey, (laughs) I got a 404 error on this page. Did you know that? Um, And that's, I think, a really, really great aspect of being an entrepreneur, especially female entrepreneurs. I do feel like everyone kind of has your back in a way. Oh, yeah. Um, And that's definitely something I will try to do. If someone's email has a link that's broken or something, I'll reach out and be like, hey, by the way, did you know that? Um, Or that video Uh, didn't upload correctly. For me, at least in this browser, this is what I was doing. And, you know. We should all just try to help each other out with that because yeah, I can't is not a huge deal. exactly. I can't count how many times people have so kindly caught those little human foibles or those mm-hmm. little like things that you think you've double checked everything and like I'm so thorough for my client sites, but I can't be a hundred percent in my business all the time doing all yeah. that sort of stuff as well. And I'm so grateful when people do that. But I think, like you said, this community aspect of the entrepreneurial space, and as maybe particularly female entrepreneurs, like there is such a beautiful sense of we're all looking out for each other. I can't count how many times I've also like flagged things. And I think it's, it takes a little time to get used to not being the perfectionist Mm -hmm. that I'm sure a lot of us are, but to sort of accept that humanness. And I find when I see other businesses and other business owners having those human moments of like, oops, the tech didn't work. Not only forgiving of it, it almost makes me feel closer and more connected to that brand because I can mm. tell that they're human too. Right. And as much as I don't plan to have tech hiccups in your business, I think if they happen, it's sort of okay. And it's not kind of a nice thing. It's a nice way to add a little humanity, you know, come out and say, like, oops, sorry, here's the right link. Here's the thing. I fixed it. No worries. It's a really nice touch in business rather than trying to look like we're multi-billion dollar or euro businesses running everything smoothly with huge teams like we're not and that's okay and I think showing that 
outside of the business and showing those little glitches, it is kind of a lovely piece of marketing as well as like a nice piece of just business. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I do think that after things, um, I'm going to say break or go wrong <laughs> after there are those little human foibles, um, I tend to get it a, a surge actually of engagement with my audience. And that's it's the same thing for me. I agree with you completely. When I see people having those human foibles and I, I see that they are, they're just a person running a business, you know, and to be fair, even the multi-billion corporations have these issues themselves. In fact, they have bigger ones on even bigger, you know, scales. Um, but it just, it just, it humanizes everything. It makes that connection piece a lot easier because we're all human. We all deal with these issues. So having that connection is, is, I think that's kind of priceless. So I appreciate the, uh, I appreciate the hiccups. Yeah, me too. I think there's there's so much that we can be grateful for of running businesses at this time in history when we've got all these tools. But yeah, like we're all just humans running businesses, trying to sell things that are helpful to other humans and like not keeping, not losing sight of that, I think is a really key piece to making the entrepreneurial journey nice and enjoyable and something you want to keep sustaining. Because if you hold yourself too high of a standard, it can be really hard to live that day to day mm-hmm. yeah absolutely i think we covered a ton around tools and tech i, I think we something we both could talk a lot more about but i think we gave a really nice kind of view of our personal experiences so i don't know if you have anything else you want to add olivia now um so i do have a tech toolkit that i will get michelle's input on her favorite tools and we'll throw it in the show notes. So if you guys want to know what we use, what we recommend, what we maybe don't recommend, um, <laughs> I'll throw that. I'll throw that document in there. And yeah, thanks everyone for joining us this week on marketing like a mother. Uh, if you found value in the show today and would want to support some fellow entrepreneurs, we would really appreciate a rating or even just telling a friend about the show. And we'll be back next week with more marketing tips for busy moms with businesses. Until then, take care.